Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cold Hard Truth Podcast. I'm Jack Smith. I'm Shrikar Ajendran. And content, it's been a little dry recently. After the draft has gone by, there's a whole lot less going on. Uh, in this episode, actually, though, we're going to make up for that, and we're going to bring you guys a big news roundup. There's really been nothing big that's happened, but there's a lot of those little tiny, small things. And in this episode, we're going to tie up all those loose ends, discuss all those little mini news things. And each can't be here, but you guys are going to get us two for about 40 minutes talking about all the little news things around the NFL. We'll talk about Tim Tebow and Kelvin Benjamin, their signings. Talk about the schedule release, uh, some of our favorite games, some things we're looking forward to, and that big Tom Brady and the Bucks versus the Patriots matchup. Uh, and then to wrap up the episode, a couple tackle contracts uh, for some tackle needy teams that we like. But to start it off, Tim Tebow signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars and Kelvin Benjamin signed with the New York Giants. Streetgart, what do you think about those signings? Well, let's start off with Tebow. Uh, we kind of said it. We've covered the Jaguars throughout the offseason, what Urban Meyer's been doing. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I'm really not sure if Urban Meyer's, you know, the, the guy in Jacksonville. A lot of his moves have had me scratching my head as to what he's doing. I mean, first off, I, we remember, I think he hired that coach from Iowa. Yep. Um, something about him being racist, something like that. That was not good for the locker room at all. So that's already one red flag. Next one was him drafting a third down back in the first round in Travis Etienne. And then only in his first at practice receiver. at receiver. So it's like, whoa, what's going on there? I don't know what that's all about. And then, you know, you try to even further get closer to your college glory days by signing your former college quarterback, Tim Tebow to play tight end when Trey Burton and Tyler Eifert and people who've been playing tight end their whole lives are on the market. So it's, what are you doing? But here's the thing. Here's where I'm going to sympathize with urban Meyer in college. He loved to, you know, run trick plays. Uh, he, I think he wanted that gadget guy. Maybe he sees some of that in Tebow and Tebow's, you know, he's a well-respected dude. It's not like he's a bad locker room guy. And if you're trying to build a culture, maybe adding someone like Tebow, it could be beneficial in that cause. But at the same time, you're trying to build a team. Like culture is one thing. A team is a completely different aspect. So signing Tebow, it's just, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I would have went even with Trey Burton and Tyler Eifert, you can still run trick plays. There's no limitations on well, that. I mean, especially with Trey Burton, wasn't he's the one that ran the Philly special. It, there you go. And it's just, why Tim Tebow? And it's just more and more, we're furthering this point of Meyer trying to do things the college way. He's using different tactics, you know, that are reminiscent to what he did at Utah, at Florida, at Ohio State. And it's not going to work. It's just not going to. So, I mean, if I was a Jaguars fan, I'd be concerned because Urban Meyer, he's going to hit this wall. He's going to hit this wall and he's going to understand that stuff that worked, you know, however many years ago is not going to work now in a different league, you know, where, where players know it's a business. So I'm, I'm just left scratching my head, just like many other moves that Urban Meyer has made this off season. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's hard to establish a real direction that the Jaguars are going. Even after drafting one of the most hyped prospects in years, we don't know what this team is. There's no identity. There's nothing there. So I am very concerned. And if I was a Jaguars fan, you know, I'd be a little bit worried. Yeah. I think it's too early to say like, it's not going to work. I feel like don't count them out quite yet. I feel like the jury's still out on that, but 
I think what Urban was trying to do was show the show the locker room, show the Jaguars, you know, when you play for me, I'm going to be loyal to you. Showing that he's he was loyal to Tim Tebow, even after all these years. I think he's trying to show those Jaguars, like, you know, I'm going to be loyal to my guys. I'm going to do that. And maybe he was trying to bring Tebow in as, as a veteran presence. And while, yeah, he's not a he's not a bad guy to help develop a culture, like like you said, the, the locker room is not going to turn on each other. But they might, like, start to sour a little bit towards Urban Meyer because they're going to be like, Look, dude, we've been we've been grinding for years. I mean, some even even the rookies, like we've been grinding to get here. Tim Tebow's been playing baseball. Tim Tebow's thirty three mm-hmm. years old. He's been playing baseball, and he's coming in. He's never played tight end before. And it feels like it just feels like he's so far removed from football. Yep. It's just, and this and this is where, as you said, Tim Tebow could shock the world. Yeah, I mean, him and Trevor Lawrence that could be a great tandem. But I mean, to me, I think he's just a camp body. I, yeah. I don't really see him being any anything and, and more it's, than that. It's putting too much on the line for that. I mean, like, I I agree with you. Like Urban, I don't think he's doing it the college way. I think he's doing it Urban's way. Like, yeah. I I guess you're right. In college, like these people aren't the college athletes aren't competing, you know, for money. They're not they're not on contract. They're not trying to make it so they can they can make money to provide for their families. Yeah, they're trying to make it to the league, but. NFL is a completely different story, and this might turn right. free agents away from Jacksonville in the future. I mean, like, yeah, I guess to put it completely plainly, Tim Tebow did not earn his way onto this team, and there are going to be players that earned their way onto NFL rosters that are going to be very upset. They're they're going to be very soured towards this signing, and I understand, you know, making a signing like this if there's high upside, but Tim mm-hmm. Tebow's a quarterback. There's no upside. I don't There's see no any upside. upside to the signing. Like, I don't think what, what is he going to go out and catch like more than 10 passes this year? No, I really don't think so. Yeah. And like, I feel like in order for the signing to make sense, it's like, you know, like that, uh, the Randy Moss pick, like when he was sliding down the boards and like everyone was just completely passing on him. Cause they didn't, they didn't want to draft him, you know, bad could, could cause issues. It's like, there was so much upside with Randy Moss or with Montez sweat uh, a year, like a couple years ago, they're like, Oh, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to land him. But then a 33-year-old quarterback who hasn't played football in a while because he's been playing baseball, who you're going to sign to play tight end. And is he even going to start? Like, I'm trying to think who their other no, tight end is. he's probably is it, is not. James O'Shaughnessy. Is that the guy's name? James O'Shaughnessy. I think they drafted a guy named Tyler Davis last year uh-huh. in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just Eifert, doesn't make like sense. Like we mentioned before, was, was a Jaguar last year. So, I mean, they could have just easily yeah. signed him, and he's an actual tight end. I, I think the signing exactly. makes no sense no sense to me i i really and, really dislike it and i saw people on nfl twitter you know comparing it to kaepernick don't don't bring kaepernick into this i mean th- first of all he's not playing quarterback tebow's yeah. playing tight end kaepernick's gonna he's not gonna catch passes and then second of all like tebow got that opportunity and he took it colin yeah. kaepernick rejected offers from teams So it's two completely different situations just because one far removed QB is signed doesn't mean another needs to be compared to it. It's just, I got a lot of respect for Colin Kaepernick, but I mean, you don't bring him up in this situation. It's so different. So I just had to address that. It's only because it's not like, it's not like urban said, Oh, look, Tim Tebow, you know, he used to be a good college player. He's got like got athletic profile. It's just cause he played for him. He's just loyal to, and honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tebow doesn't make it out of camp. He couldn't even make it out of, I wouldn't be out of an MLB camp. And, and he was playing baseball <laughs> recently. And he hasn't played football in forever and hasn't played tight end ever. So yeah, I mean, isn't there a video of like the one the one 
like pass that was thrown to him like like bonked him in the head it was like oh my, i haven't seen he didn't that. even look he didn't even look the part so who knows though tebow could have gained some weight maybe he was in the gym maybe he was really prepping for this maybe he knew urban meyer would come calling it could have been planned out in advance maybe but, but to me but it just seems like it's a surprise field. it's i mean has exactly. he ever blocked has he ever blocked someone no he's never been like, an inline i mean blocker. i'm not talking for myself he's never lined up in the slot i'm it's like just, i've never blocked someone but i'm not out here trying to sign an nfl contract like, I don't want to go play tight end. I'm good. <laughs> exactly. Tebow, like what? How, how are they? I, I don't know. It might be like a publicity stunt or him trying to show he's loyal or just trying to give Tim Tebow a good time. But it's, it's, it was a risky move because I mean, this is one of the first things he's doing as a head coach. I mean, I already hated the, it's uh, the ETN draft pick and especially what they're doing with him in practice saying, you know, at the very worst, he's going to be a very good receiving back. And like, I've been, yeah, I've heard that like, that they wanted Kadarius Tony. They wanted that like super shifty player in the slot with good hands. Cause that's what they had with Percy Harvin. Um, but I don't know. It, like don't, I wouldn't, ETN I wouldn't have hated if you're just, I wouldn't have like hated that. exactly, but I wouldn't have hated the ETN pick if they had him, if there was an expanded role for him. Yeah. If you're drafting a third down back at 25, like my God, that's a reach. Yeah. Javante Williams could have been, but I understand, you know, you want to, surround trevor with his best friend you know have some chemistry but yeah. you know that and doesn't I work I when you have james robinson more if they just said he's going to be a receiver like if they just converted him to a slot receiver i'd like that i think that's a cool project but See, even then that's such a questionable move i don't I think that would have worked out i would have liked it but, more uh, than them. it's just i would have liked it more than them just saying he'll play third downs yeah because even the steelers Najee harris is a better receiving back than travis Etienne. steelers aren't going to do this with Najee harris no, they're going to try and I use him as a with that notion i think Najee Harris is underrated no, they're gonna, in this pass they're, catching aspect, but they're going to use him as a pass catcher. But they're not going to have him play all his snaps in practice no. at receiver. Mm-hmm. Like that, they're not going that far. No, with no, no. Etn, you don't do that. You got to line him up at running back at some point. Yeah. So that's just, just that's where it doesn't make sense. It, it's a waste of a draft pick and a player if they're just going to use him as a third down running back. Yeah. I, let's just say some... safe to say we have not been a fan of uh, what Jaguars yeah. and Urban Meyer have done so far not a fan i mean let's hope he proves us wrong for the sake of jacksonville but yeah i don't know man it's it's tough it's tough to predict it's Mm -hmm. very tough to predict but right now i think i can say you know this team it's made some very very questionable decisions (laughs) and uh you know the next player we move on to uh breaking news kelvin benjamin did eat a popeye's biscuit uh booger mcfarland famously (laughs) said i maybe it was a was a thursday night game or what i he was watching yeah, Kelvin Benjamin play, like talking about him as a wide receiver. He said he's one Popeye's biscuit away from a tight end and like Tim <laughs> Tebow. He's coming in. He's signing with the New York Giants as a tight end. Who, again, never played position before, but at least it's a little bit similar. Like he was just a very big wide receiver and now he's going to play tight end. Um, it's an interesting draft pick or not, not draft pick, interesting signing. signing. I, I don't know this what isn't... to say about this one either. It's, it's just, I guess he's getting his second shot or like a, a second shot and, you know, commend him for, for getting another opportunity, but he's also 30 years old and they have Evan Ingram. I mean, look, it's, it's not as egregious as Tim Tebow uh-uh. going to a tight end. I mean, but he hasn't played since 2018. So it's been three years. Yeah. Uh, when Jack, when Jack kind of told me about how old he was, the man is 30 years old. Like Kelvin Benjamin to me, like I remember his rookie year and where like, we thought, he had all the potential in the world to be a top 10 wide out, all this stuff. And then so many years in the future and he's just back. He's just back in the NFL. But to me, 
again, just like Tebow, can't body. I, I don't really expect him to make it on the 53. Um, it's just, I'm glad for him. I'm glad he got another opportunity. Same with Tebow. I mean, at the end of the day, I got to respect it. Like they both got opportunities to come back and, you know, they're both maybe back in the league, but in terms of impact, in terms of how this is going to affect the giants, it's really not that big. Like it's just, it's highly publicized moves. You know, you could say that even the Tim Tebow signing was a publicity stunt, but it's just, to me, is this really going to have an impact on the Giants receivers or the Giants pass catching core? No, Evan Ingram is still going to be the starting tight end. Kelvin Benjamin may not even make it out of camp, uh, but I'm glad for him. And it just kind of brings a lot of nostalgia back from like mm-hmm. back when we were watching football in 2013 to 2015, like those are the good old days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad for Kelvin Benjamin, but I don't think it's going to work out for him either. Hopefully it's just, I mean, hopefully it's just a little bit of fun. Like, the, he's probably going to watch. He's going to catch a touchdown in the preseason and then the NFL is going to post. Everyone's going to go nuts. And yeah, he won't, <laughs> then he'll, then he'll be cut before the, the regular yeah. season, but it just, uh-huh. there's two interesting moves. Very. Imagine that moves. happens. That, imagine that preseason touchdown happens with Tebow. Now that's a whole different situation. We're going to hear ESPN's about that. ESPN's going to go. ESPN's, ESPN, gonna go ESPN, ESPN's, ESPN's got their players. And for some reason over the past couple of years, even though he's been like, in minor league sports, Tebow's been one of those names. And yeah, I guess right. it's interesting because he, he's like a – people can call him the best college football player of all time or the most accomplished college football player of all time. And so I guess making that transition from football to baseball is interesting. But for some reason, ESPN, they they love themselves some Tim Tebow. It's, it's funny. I mean, it's going to be crazy because SportsCenter, ESPN, Bleacher Report, they're all going to be going wild if Tebow catches a touch in the preseason, in the preseason. It's going to be a, it's going to be Aaron Judge, LeBron, LaMelo, and Tim Tebow. Yeah, and, and now yeah, J. They're, Cole. They're posting J. Cole all over their feed, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it, it's all just Over too, a Rwanda league. Yeah, it, it's two interesting moves. That's what we'll say. Two players getting getting second chances. Hey, wait, speaking of second chances, we talked about our new partnership with Manscaped last week, and we are now giving you guys a second chance to use our code. And look, I had the honor of being one of the first to try Manscaped's new product, the Lawn Mower 4.0. And I have to say, I am just blown away with how great my shaving experience was. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer with the Lawn Mower 4.0 by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. So you don't have to worry about those painful nicks that happen with any other razor. And, and it also includes a multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel lock and it gives you the ability to turn on the 4000 K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. And the lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes one through four. So you have flexibility in picking how much you want to trim. And look, I didn't even mention the fact that it's waterproof. So you can groom in the shower and you don't have to worry about making a mess on the bathroom floor. I mean, that's heaven to me. To have the same great experience I did, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code CHT20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code CHT20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now, I'll admit that the, the travel lock part is going to come in very handy when you're transporting it to college or something like that. 
but Facts. it left me befuddled when I opened the package the first time. I couldn't turn it on until I realized how <laughs> stupid I was that I had to turn off the travel lock. So if you guys order it and use our code, make sure you, you do that and you're not standing there for 15 <laughs> minutes trying to figure out how to turn the damn thing on. Um, but like Sugar said, all the links will be in the description. If you're on YouTube, it'll be in the description of this video. If you're watching or listening to this on any of the other uh, podcast platforms, it'll be in the episode description down below. CHT20 at manscaped.com. You know, congratulations. Good good read. Hey, yes, sir. You already know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see when Anish gets back. If if he if he's got a better one up his sleeve, we'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but look, the, like like we were mentioning about those two, it's just two second chance signings that they might not be too important. But then again, these last couple of weeks there has not been a lot of stuff important that's going on, which is why we're bringing you this big news roundup. But the one big thing that has happened is the schedule release. We learned about the schedules for all eighteen weeks now for all 32 NFL teams. We want to talk a little bit about it. Shrikar, why don't you start us off talking about some of the, some of the games you like on the slate, uh, some, some notable, notable games. Uh, let us know what you think. Well, when the schedule release comes around, I know a lot of NFL fans are like, wow, people are overrating this. Like, mm-hmm. no, I'm always hyped for the schedule release. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get to get a clue in on, you know, what slates are like for different teams? Are you going to have a three-game homestand? Are you on the road, travel, different, you know, how many miles are you going to go? Like the Bears, for example, like this is a cool tidbit I found. They alternate home and away games every single week, wow. weeks one through 18. They don't have a double header, or they don't go two home games in a row. They don't go two road games in a row. They just alternate. So I thought that was really cool. I don't know how many times that's happened before. You know, maybe it's the first time ever. I have no idea. But I think the addition of the 18th game, I think we're going to see, you know, in the near future, a 19th game just because they want to even out the home and away slates. Yeah. Uh, but some games I'm looking forward to. Come on, Bucks Patriots. Who's not looking forward to this game? Like, it's already going for like, you know, what, 1700 a seat? Yeah. That, like, that are you kidding? Are me? Like, oh my goodness. And if, for good reason. Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady's back in Foxborough, you know. I saw like someone say like, wow, do you think Pats fans are going to boo him? Like, why? Why would you boo Tom Brady? There will I mean, be that's some. Not... I guarantee you there no, will be some. No, I, why? There will the be some. The man that brought you seven rings, or six rings, my bad. Well, a lot of those fans, a lot of those people rings? will be the ones that say that Belichick brought them those rings. But even then, how are you going to discredit Brady? I mean, that just doesn't that's make sense. That's not discrediting him, it's just booing him. <laughs> But I do understand the stigma behind it all. I mean, yeah. all the falling out with that whole situation. Maybe someone boos. I'm expecting majority to give him a giant tribute. I'm expecting the crafts to give him a large tribute. I assume I mean, that the that's, Patriots are going to do something. They'll show a video. They're uh, going to do. They're definitely going to honor him in some way. They have to. I, if yeah. they didn't, it'd just be weird. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that game, I you have to tune in. That's one that yeah. you just gotta watch. Like no matter where you are. Um, because that's history right there. If Brady wins that game, he's beaten every single any, uh, NFL team. Yep. Um, but imagine if the Pats win that game. I was thinking oh. it would be pretty interesting if that game was week one and at Tampa Bay. So the right. Belichick and the Patriots had to watch him get their rings. That would be brutal. And speaking of week one, the kickoff game, yeah. I love Cowboys Bucks. Yeah. That's going to be a great game. Dak Prescott is back. We get to see, you know, basically the same Bucks team from last year back mm-hmm. in action. I mean, and we get to hear all the Cowboys game. fans talking about how they're going to start their Super Bowl run by beating the, you know, the defending <laughs> champs week one. No, the ratings are going to be through the roof. Oh yeah, because oh, it's yeah. America's team versus Tom Brady. Like that's going to oh, be my a, goodness. 
yeah, that game. And I think it was Cowboys Raiders, which is a, Oh, it might be a Sunday night or a Thursday night. Going to be some of the most tuned into games ever. Uh, or like and speaking this year. of the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders tickets are mad expensive. Like, I, I mean, we saw like Bucks to, Patriots. Go to the stadium. It's Vegas. It's Vegas for sure. But like, they're all hovering around that Bucks Patriots range. So yeah. I'm like, if you want to go, if you want to go to a Raiders game, like, you got to have deep pockets, bro. <laughs> and like, if you, you want to sit in, a, I think they've got like that. Was it the nightclub? Like, yeah, no, that's such a cool aspect. Like, I that is cool I until you miss a that. field goal. I mean, or until I, Derek I, I, Carr I, overthrows a receiver. Yeah. Overthrow <laughs> well, and it, it hits, hits the DJ. You hear the little hey, record I almost slander. <laughs> I almost slander Derek Carr, man. I, oh my god, I got I got respect for Derek Carr. I think, but man, Raiders games they're gonna be expensive. Yeah, you're gonna have to um, penny up for that one. Um, is it like? Is it bad to say, like, is this Bucks Patriots matchup like one of the most important non playoff NFL games of all time? I mean, like, narrative wise, Na- oh, yeah, narrative wise, hands it's gonna down. be talked about forever, no matter what happens. Belichick versus side, Brady, I yeah, like that Belichick Brady, it might be put to rest that whole Belichick Brady debate. Because mm-hmm. if Belichick wins, I mean, dude, that opens that's gonna just spark up the debate even more. But if Brady yeah. wins that game. Maybe it just puts it to rest, and we just yeah, say Brady was the reason. Brady, we think, already ended the Brady Mahomes dispute, like preemptively, that, even yeah. before Mahomes goes through his career. Mahomes if he beats Belichick, no. if he beats Belichick, I mean, we got to see. Yeah. It, there's a lot of storylines through that game, man. Mm-hmm. It's it, two great defenses going up against each other, too. That's something that's not being talked about. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see. I mean, they obviously don't face off against each other, but. You know, they're going to be lining up on different offenses. I'd love to see the Pats defense go against the Tampa Bay offense. Yeah. Um, and another game I was looking forward to, Jaguars-Jets. Uh, yeah. And even though it's not like, you know, Jaguars and Jets aren't going to do much this year. No. But Zach Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence this is their first meeting. We yeah. might be seeing this, you know, kind of budding rivalry throughout the future. Who knows? Um, that's going to be exciting to watch. I'm excited for, I mean, a little biased, but Packers-Niners week three. Yep. Um, how Packers, are we going to Saints see Aaron Rodgers? Packers Saints week one is going to be a good game. Even with no Drew Brees, I think the Saints will do pretty good. Maybe they go, you know, they could go nine and eight. Maybe. It'd be interesting if it's Packers Saints with no Brees and no Rodgers, though. That would be, that'd be interesting. But that, that would be, yeah, Jordan Love versus uh, James, James Winston. Winston. Eh, I mean, but we we all know we're here for A-Rod if we're going yeah. to watch that game. We're, we're going to figure it out. I mean, there's, gonna be, there's, a, there's a ton the of slate. games to watch too. I mean, even yeah. the personally for me, that's the, it's the Darnold versus the Jets week one. Of course, of course the, the mm-hmm. NFL did that. Yes, sir. <laughs> Darnold revenge game. Um, I'm interested. To, uh, have you like looked through the whole Niner schedule and kind of figured out what you think their record is going to be? Yeah. Early prediction is I'm thinking 12 and five. Okay. Uh, okay. That's here I'll, I'll set, I'll set minimums and maximums. I think, 10 i no, not 10 and 7 i'd say like 9 and 8 at minimum and i'd say 13 and 4 max and i'm if you're trying to find the sweet spot i'm going 12 and 5 and yeah. i think we lose i think we split with every single uh team in our division so cardinal seahawks rams mm-hmm. those are all splits i think we lose to the titans in week 16 because it's going to be a short week and you're going from san francisco to nashville that's not going to bode well uh another potential loss you know could be the packers at home, yeah. honestly it could be the packers but they don't they don't tend to lose at home so yeah. you know, who knows if that's a loss or not um you know potential upset could be the eagles and philly because you're going from detroit i don't expect that to happen though i think they're going to start off the year 
three and oh four and oh maybe mm-hmm. uh but 12 and five is my record prediction um i did a playoff predictors I, it was a scrapped video but i did a playoff predictors i had the division shaking up as rams win the division at 12 and five because they win the week 17 tiebreaker mm-hmm. niners tie them but they get um the second spot at 12 and five i think i had seahawks going either 10 and seven or 11 and six uh, Cause you can't count out Russell Wilson. No, I always not. hear about, Oh, this is the year the Seahawks are going to fall. As long as they, that's one thing I've learned throughout watching him throughout all this time in the NFC West, you never count out Russell Wilson. You can't you never say he's going to go below 500. I think they go 11 and six, maybe 10 and seven Yeah. Uh, Cardinals. I, I haven't really been high on their off season. Definitely. Not. I had them going nine either. and eight. I had them going nine and eight. I don't, you know, if they get better, it's just marginally, but I don't expect them to be a playoff team this year. It's just, I had so much hope for them. And then they just kept taking steps back this off season. Cause you got to get guys to grow with Kyler Murray, not against him. And that's exactly yeah. what they did. Yeah. So it, it's just the NFC West is going to be super tough. Yeah. <laughs> we could see three, we could see three teams. In the You're going to see a potential playoff team come in last. I mean, yeah, you can't exactly. say that about and that's Arizona any other division. I don't think. Mm-hmm. You can't, I mean, AFC North, maybe, but the Bengals aren't going to be all that AFC West. Um, no, no, the Raiders. The Raiders, the Raiders are going to be the weak links. The Raiders are going to be. The I guess weak technically links. the NFC Broncos East could well. make it. Technically the NFC East, you're gonna because they're all they're all up there for winning the division. Oh my god. Oh, in fact, let me spew out a hot take right now. I'm sorry, I'm just going off my playoff predictors. Giants are going to win the NFC East, and it's not going to be by a big margin. I think they're going to win it with like seven or eight wins. It's no, going mean, to be exact- every year an exact replica of last year. We're going to see this annual tradition of the five seed beating the four seed because Mm -hmm. wow, the NFC East can't do anything in the playoffs. So whoever gets that five seed, consider yourself lucky. But I think the giants are going to win. I mean, the football team with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback, do I really think they're going to make the playoffs? You never know. I mean, we don't know what's going on in Washington. Washington's a playoff team, except for the quarterback position. That's, Literally, would, and they don't. Since they don't have that figured out, I can't bet on them. Really, I think they're a contender minus the, like a real contender minus the quarterback position. I would look if, they, if Aaron Rodgers is going to get traded. I'm like praying it's going to be to Washington. It's Washington. That would be I, so I hope it's amazing. Denver. I hope it's Denver, honestly, because we get Rodgers versus Mahomes twice a year. <laughs> oh, See, but my then, God, but then easy. someone good is getting left out in that division, and it's probably going to be Herbert, and I don't want that to happen. Yeah, I mean, even with Teddy Bridgewater, I think the Broncos still have a shot to make the playoffs. I, I, still I mean, think if it's going to come down to if I'm Aaron Rodgers and I can control a little bit of where I'm traded, I'm picking Washington. I mean, that's an easy divisional win. Easy, yeah. It it, it help out, you know, Aaron Rodgers. He'd have weapons. He'd have Antonio Gibson. He'd have a mm-hmm. pretty good line. He has Brandon Sheriff on there. Yeah. Um. He has Terry McLaurin. Uh. They just added Deami Brown, yep. Curtis Samuel. I mean, Logan he'd Thomas, be pretty set tight there. End. And They're good. Phenomenal defense too. Like he'd yeah. be pretty set there. Um, so I wouldn't mind a Washington trade in terms of where it's like more likely. I don't think Washington's going to give up, you know, the assets required to Probably get Aaron Rodgers. I think the Broncos have more in that regard. Even the Raiders have more in that regard. The Raiders yeah. have assets to give up. Um, but really like, I think that division is going to be anyone but the Eagles. The NFC yeah, East is going to be anyone agree. but the Eagles. I, I think agree. the Eagles are clearly the weak links, but they're pretty set up for the future. I mean, they have three first-round picks. Mm-hmm. If Jalen Hurts doesn't work out like I don't think it will this year. Um, you can get it. You can get yourself a new quarterback. Spencer Rattler may be available. Um, Sam Howell, Keaton Slovis. I mean, who, who knows? Who knows yeah. how that's going to go? Um, 
But the NFC East, it's going to be a joke once again. It's going to be a pretty big joke. Yeah, and um, the Cowboys fans that I pissed off earlier are going to be even more pissed off. Like, I know Cowboys fans are going to say, I don't know what you're talking about. Dak is back. We're easily winning this division. That, Dak I would is back. Not be that so defense sure. isn't back. The, de- <laughs> that well, defense no, is the defense still is so back. That's gone. the problem. That's that's the problem. The defense is the, back. Oh, yeah. Well, like, uh, yeah, you have Micah Parsons, speaking. but you had Micah yeah. Parsons, but it's still a bad defense. And I, it's, the I, don't, I still, still don't know there. how I feel, how I feel about, about the whole Cowboys organization. I still don't know. It's just, you, you could tell, like, they made moves mm-hmm. on defense. Did they make the right ones? No, I don't think it's, they did. I don't think so either. We, we kind of strayed a little bit from the, from the <laughs> schedule release, but as we were saying, there are a lot of great games. Um, mm-hmm. If you're watching this on YouTube, actually, let us know down below what you think your, or what, you know, when you looked at your team's schedule, what was the game you're most excited for? Or if you looked at the normal know. schedule, what game are you most excited for? And if you want, put down, uh, put down below also what you think your team's record is. I think personally the Jets, I'm, I'm guessing right now about 6-11. and 11. That's, I was I, bit, I'd go one lower. I'd say 5-12. and 12. I, was, I was more hopeful before the schedule, but then I kind of looked at it and I'm like, I don't see them winning any of these games. I think like yeah, Max, it, it's a tough schedule. Max, they yeah. win eight games if Zach Wilson is has a really good rookie year and uh, they're able to steal a game from the Dolphins or steal a game from the Patriots, which I think they probably only win one divisional game kind of on a fluke. I just see it. It's, it's Bill Belichick against rookie QBs. The bills are so good and maybe they steal a game from the dolphins, but I still don't know. And I think, I mean, with the jets, it's all about patience too. Yeah. And at the yeah. worst, I think they go, they go three and 14, which is, which would be pretty horrible, but that would also, be. <laughs> I mean, it's a new rookie quarterback yeah. and they have a, they have a, they have a rough schedule. They do play in London though, which I'm excited for. That, that'll be cool. Hey, that'll there you cool. go. That's nice. And yeah, we're seeing a little bit more international games. I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited for those international games because this could be this could become much much bigger as as we see the years go on because you when you add more weeks too you add more opportunities like that we've seen the mlb recently mm-hmm. they had games in london but they also had games i think in tokyo uh and they yeah. had games they're going in, all over the world in mexico i believe as well if yeah. i'm not mistaken if mm-hmm. the nfl can do stuff like that that'll be so cool i remember if they were going to have one the Chiefs Rams game that went on to become like one of the best games that we've ever seen. That was going to be supposed City. to be a Mexico game. So mm-hmm. the, the international thing, it could be really cool because NFL, we know they're trying to increase their, their international audience. And so mm-hmm. you, you might start seeing some games uh, in London and in Japan and in China, like all these different places. And I think that could be really, really cool. And it would be a very big thing for the NFL. And I'd be excited. Yeah, and they're big enough it. to do that. Definitely, They're big enough to do that. Like the NBA has done that. The MLB has done that. You could, you could bet that the NFL could do I've that. I've seen like, like there's I'd an Instagram account, like it. NFL UK that's got so many mm-hmm. followers. Like they're commenting all the posts and I click and I'm like, what is this? And it's like just UK fans of the NFL, I believe. And it's, yeah. there's, it, and there's they're all coming together. Like it's perfect. Yeah. There's a market in a lot of different countries. So it could be really cool if they start moving into a little bit more international focused. And I think that while players might be upset at the fact that like it's going to be 18 weeks or even 19 weeks possibly in the future, if they're getting a chance to travel and play games in new locations, I feel like that might sweeten the deal a little but bit. But see, them. that could hurt them too because jet lag. Jet lag. <laughs> jet lag, you know, who knows? you got a week to recover from that. I mean, yeah. players could just hate it even more. That's but I mean, true. the NFL definitely wants to, from a business perspective, it's perfect for the NFL. It's yeah. perfect for Goodell. Um I'd like to see them maybe add another location in Europe, somewhere mm-hmm. up in London. You could go to Asia, um, maybe more game in Mexico City. Uh, I know Canada could use an, maybe an NFL 
game. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You, you have so there's many a market. The NFL is big through. enough. The NFL is big enough to do it. I think it might be interesting if they go to 20 weeks and they introduce two buys. I feel like that'd be much better. I feel like if they went, it would take a while before they went to 20. I think 19 is where they'd cap it for now, just because yeah. they want to have it even. I just like because the idea if you of go, if you two go to two weeks, because sometimes like if you go to 20, I mean, two buys, would that make it even? That would be, yeah, it would. Mm-hmm. Nine it games, would. nine games at home, nine games on the road. If you're doing those international games, you can have a buy before or a buy after you can almost guarantee it. And some of these teams, like they have got week five buys and they don't have another buy until like for 12 plus weeks. And if they make the playoffs, it's even longer. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. If there's two buys, you can control that a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I think those, the players may, they like the players definitely like that more. I'd be interested to hear, like, would they rather have like what we had before 17 weeks with one buy or 20 weeks with two? I feel like they'd prefer 20 yeah. weeks with two. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that, that definitely makes sense if they ever did push it to 20. I think yeah. you'd have to have an extra buy in there or else that's so much wear and tear on the players. Mm-hmm. Especially it just if they gets have unfair. an early buy week too. Like that's the thing. Like yeah. there shouldn't be buys in week five or week four. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's that's too early in my opinion. That's way too early. The Niners have like a week six buy. Yeah. So I mean, even that's kind of early because mm-hmm. I'd rather have a buy like right in the middle. Like yeah. that's the sweet spot. You can recuperate. You can try and run the table from there. Yeah. But I mean, if you have an early buy, I mean, the 2019 Niners had an early buy. They had yeah. a week three buy, and you know. Ultimately, they were just more battle tested. They were ready for the playoffs, mm-hmm. but it could have the opposite effect. You know, you could be tired out, but who knows? Well, it think just about it. Think about what happened with the Niners. They had a week three bye, went all the way through playing into the Super Bowl, and then yeah. came back the next year and everyone got hurt. Everyone got hurt. That's Maybe the there's problem. a correlation there too. Like That's the problem. But so. then again, no training camp, no preseason. If you, if you play through all that and you just come back – with no real like you know, like like pads on, it gets tough. Yeah. It gets tough. So I think there definitely is a correlation there. Um, and players and just, players this offseason are have to take things into their own hands to train. We've already seen it with Jawan James. Players getting hurt, they don't even get paid. The NFL is doing a lot of things that are making. But players here's the upset. thing with the Jawan with the Jawan James thing. The players agreed on that. They yeah. agreed on that rule. No, I agree. Um, and they're the ones that don't want to go to the, they don't, they're the ones that don't want to go to the uh, non-mandatory camps. Exactly. It's, it's, it's conflicting. Yeah. They made uh, but I bets. understand why the players, I understand why the players would be mad though. Like no, I definitely. can't fault them for that. No, but it's he's just, got, he's got no, he's got no chance if he, if he files a lawsuit, they agreed no, to no chance at all against the entire NFL. There's no chance. Cause uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He agreed to this. Like yeah. there's just nothing just, you can it's do. It's just tough. Point. And, and the wear and tear on these players' bodies are real. And if and with the mm-hmm. weeks going up and, and the fact we haven't been able to have full camps, like rookie camp has been able to happen, but w- with with the limits on things, they're going to come back. And we saw a lot of injuries early in the season last year because of this exact issue, and we're probably going to see it again this year. I do want to look more into that, though. Like when you, I want to look at the injuries of Saquon Barkley, you know, guys who got hurt, Nick Bosa, guys who got hurt early. Like the Broncos were ravaged by injuries early. Yep. Like, did they have early buys? Is there something related to that? Because that's an interesting little side case to be worried mm-hmm. about. I mean, yeah, like Von Miller and Cortland Sutton going down. It's it's probably because the offseason, they couldn't do everything. And they probably tried to rush back into it because they needed to because they were on the clock because they had a week one game. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's a tough 
it's a tough situation to talk about. Um, moving on from the negativity, there are <laughs> there were a couple of good tackle signings we liked. We'll start with a, a Alejandro Villanueva to the Ravens, a former Steelers tackle. Trigar, you wrote in a couple notes. Uh, why don't you fill us in on what you thought about that signing? Well, Eric DaCosta is one of the best general managers in the league. This is a known fact. He just works super wisely. With this Villanueva signing, I think it is pretty much the perfect stopgap option, just about as good as it can get. So they signed him two years, $14 million. Eight of that is guaranteed. So they're not obligated to him. He's an old veteran, um, someone they're going to plug in at, you know, left tackle if Stanley, knock on wood, this doesn't happen, but if Stanley happens to suffer a setback and he has to miss the start of the season, Villanueva can play left tackle or else he'll just replace uh, Orlando Brown. I think that's perfect in that regard. He wanted a guy who could be versatile and who could play both positions. So I like it from that aspect. Um, And just now there's a lot more options for Baltimore. You can afford in this next, in this next draft to get some, you know, high upside developmental player at tackle that you can sit behind Villanueva. He can soak up all that information because, you know, for a guy with that much experience playing with big Ben, like there's a lot of stuff you could pick apart uh, from Villanueva's brain if you're a prospect. So I really like it. Um, they didn't overpay on a tackle. They didn't reach for a tackle in the draft. This was absolutely a bargain. This was the move that Baltimore needed. For a guy like Lamar Jackson, this helps him out a lot. This Baltimore offense can go back to just being the explosive offense as it is. You don't have to worry about that right tackle spot or the blindside spot. I mean, I really like the move. I just have no complaints because I just think it's just a straight up bargain. Two uh, two years, 14 mil. I mean, it's perfect for a guy of his age and his caliber. Yeah, and, and that's the move that freed them up to be able to take Rashad Bateman in the draft. I mean, if not, yeah. they had to take a tackle at that pick. And yeah. I, yeah, I agree with you. I can't say anything else. I'll move on to talk about the other one, Eric Fisher, uh, former first overall pick and tackle for the Chiefs Super Bowl champion signing with the Colts. He was almost mysteriously cut uh, from the chiefs Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, we knew he was injured, but that's still, that was a big cut for the chiefs and we didn't know where he would sign. We don't know if he'll be back exactly for week one. I think they think he might be on track, but we don't might, they might be on track, but they don't want to rush him. Definitely not. And they don't need to, that offensive line is good enough already. Um, And it's just, he's replacing Anthony Costanzo obviously, but it's just a good move, a very high upside move. Like, I mean, it could fizzle out and he's not, ever healthy enough to play or he's just not as good but you're signing like what is it, was it a one-year deal for eric fisher it's like it's not i think it's one-year deal i don't remember how much money but i think it's worth it's worth the risk for yeah sure. definitely and and yeah like if it doesn't work he's just a free agent next year but if he does it's a good protector for carson wentz's black backside um al- alongside quentin nelson and ryan kelly and uh oh i'm uh, braden smith the right tackle so it's like it's glowinski the- too Glowinski at right guard Mm -hmm. so it's already a great offensive line they were just missing that left tackle piece and so while I do wish they took a guy like Tevin Jenkins at at their pick in the first round like this is a good move a very high upside move even though like he doesn't have much upside as a player the signing definitely does because what they have at left tackle Mm -hmm. right now isn't great but by signing Fisher if he's if he's what he was or even just a little bit below what he was with the Chiefs that's still a very solid league above average left tackle for Carson Wentz. And that's just a perfect move in my opinion. And we've seen shades of, you know, the number one overall pick 
Uh, and I did a post on this. I, it was on, you know, top 10 remaining free agents. I think Fisher was in my top five, maybe top four. But, I mean, if he can return to the form he was this past year, my God, the Colts got a steal. They got a straight-up steal. Uh, as you said, high upside. It's worth a gamble if you're the Colts. The only thing I'm worried about is it's the most important position on the offensive line. Mm. Like, it's Carson Wentz's blindside protector, and we all know that Carson Wentz, didn't have the best O-line in Philly, and ultimately that led to him suffering. But obviously the situation's much better with the Colts. Um, so I think if Eric Fisher you know, isn't exactly what we thought he'd be, maybe he comes back 50 to 75% of what he was. It's not the end of the world for the Colts no. because you still got a rest of you – you still got a good O-line. Uh, you have one of the best guards in the NFL, one of the best offensive linemen ever to play the game in Quentin Nelson. It's just – if you're Carson Wentz, you got to be ecstatic. And if you're Eric Fisher, you got to be so glad you got the opportunity to play, you know, with this great O-line and having a great O-line or like around Fisher, that's going to help him a lot. Oh yeah. Like that is out. It's, it's definitely going to help him. I just hope the rehab goes well. Uh, I, I really hope he just comes back to full strength. The Colts don't really need to push it, you know, rest him until he is 100% healthy. You don't want to rush someone who just tore his Achilles. That is one of the worst mistakes you could make in sports. You just Kevin don't Durant. do that. <laughs> I mean, is that exactly. exactly what happened to Kevin Durant? Yep, happened to KD. Um, I think it's happened to many other players before that they tore their Achilles. You know, doctors give the okay, quote-unquote, give the okay. They get out there, and they're hurt. And sometimes it's just off their own will. Sometimes the coaches just make a brash decision to win games. It's just you don't rush him. You don't rush Eric Fisher. Um and, and that way he can get more acclimated to the system yeah. in Indianapolis. It's, it's a big change of scenery. Um, one that could work out well for him. Obviously there was a lot of pressure for him coming into the league. There's not as much pressure, but look, you're protecting Carson Wentz. There is some pressure that's going to come with that, but I mean, some of that's alleviated. Some of that's yeah. alleviated. He has time. He has time to develop and grow even more. Like he had a great year last year, but there's still room for him. There's still a ceiling that he has to hit and he could hit that with Indianapolis. And that's why I love this gamble here by the Colts and Chris Ballard. I still can't believe that no one signed Mitchell Schwartz. I I'm yeah. I think that, uh, that injury must he had be a much back worse. injury. That injury. No, must, no, no. Mitchell Schwartz had a back injury. That's why everyone's just not trying to go for him. It's a torn Achilles versus, you know, a back. Yeah, I don't know. I Back mean, injuries are always worse. I hope Schwartz gets another chance. He was my top tackle in the league just a year ago. Like, he's my I, top remaining free agent. Yeah, it's just. I'm surprised. It, like teams, teams taking a flyer on Eric Fisher. I'm surprised. Like even if they take a flyer, like not that he would come back this year, but just to stash him on their roster. Like, even what if, team would even you if, like to see get him? I, I was. I would love the Jets to sign him. Their right tackle right now is George <laughs> Fant. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, the Jaguars. Like, oh, even the Jaguars. The Broncos. The Broncos, Broncos could use Mitchell Schwartz. I mean, well, James they, is gone. they don't want to pay their own injured tackle. So why would they yeah, want to pay another one? That's true. Uh, I'm sure there's, I mean, like the Ravens would have been, uh, would have been a good spot for him too. I like Villanueva, mm -hmm. but he would have been a good fit there. I think there's definitely teams out there, especially with the Jaguars with yeah. Juwan Taylor um, giving up, I think 18 sacks last year. Yeah. Pretty disappointing. <laughs> there's, there's room for him somewhere and I hope he gets signed. I really definitely. do. Definitely. Kind of it's just back injuries. Yeah, yeah, back, back injury, you, you always have to be careful. You got to be wary of that stuff. Just Especially because at the, at the tackle position because you need to be flexible and, and able exactly. to turn quickly. And so 
Like I understand mm-hmm. it. Be dynamic. I understand it, but I really hope he gets signed soon. He's a good player. Same that's, here. that's all we got today, though. I mean, I hope you guys. We hope you guys enjoy this kind of hodgepodge of a bunch of different random NFL <laughs> topics. Next week we've got we've got a very creative idea planned out for you. We'll have us three again, and it'll be a little bit more focused than this one. But we wanted to kind of get everything off of off of the plate. All this NFL news. We hope you guys enjoyed it. If you're on YouTube, please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and leave a comment letting us know what you thought. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you find your podcasts, feel free, feel free to subscribe to the podcast and go down and leave a five-star review. Any support really helps us grow. And with this, with this dry period of you know news and content, everything that's happening, we appreciate your support tenfold uh, during these times. We're about to finish up our senior years and we can get way more content out to you guys. I know it's been a while since we had kind of those main videos on our YouTube channel, but they're in the works. And once we get through, you know, AP testing and graduation and all that stuff over the uh, summer, yeah. we're going to get you guys so much content. We're super excited. We've got some, some certain things in place. I guess I'll, I'll drop a little hint of the name of Kyle Pitts. But other than that, mm-hmm. uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll be back next week again with another episode of the Cold Art Truth podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time.